if we seek real renewal or any degree it means uh, letting go of the known planned expected um, sometimes even the safe and stable the things we tend to build up as people humans or easily domesticate it's just society very much encourages that to get labelled categorised nailed down numbered (laughs) birded (laughs) put into a box (laughs) predictable Mm. belong to something So the uh, movement out of that is always a little bit uh, uncertain or shaky uh, because we can't even really uh, predict what will be at the other end of it. It's like you go into that process, into the unknown, you don't quite know. You can't know, you shouldn't know what happens because otherwise it's not a renewal. Renewal comes from a place where our knowns, even our strategies begin to be put aside or stopped, or checked, or challenged, gone against. So, me, this practice has always led to a, a belonging to a, a movement of things of non-belongers. <laughs> You don't marginals people don't really belong to anything, but uh, are able to establish these uh, criteria of uh, you know how to contain, how to contain, how to you know, to um, be with the uncertainty of life, and not expected to be certain. In fact, even be very suspicious about it being too certain, predictable, known, established. In fact, and then one, you know, clearly our living situations have that, they have payment and rent and buildings and things of this nature. And how to manage that while at the same time keeping one's heart in a state of non adopting. So it's, this is often uh, the way in which we constantly checking uh, uh, what we've grown into. We check it uh, against certain signs. A big sign, of course, is a sign of faith, which is opposite to belief. Belief is always uh, you know, belief in a certain something you can you can uh, go to sleep on. You know. and faith is that uh, movement into where you have to wake up. 
So belief, we stop questioning, uh, we stop looking, we stop inquiring, we stop turning it over. Of course, you could believe in Buddhism, if you like. Uh, but uh, this is not in, encouraged by the Buddha anyway. So it's just, uh, but faith definitely is, which is recognizing there are certain processes of directness, inquiry, uh, and openness that keep us fresh and keep checking the stabilities and that, that get created. Now, this is faith, it's a sense of openness to change. Eager to keep the centre of your life open. Because the peripheries, you know, our buildings, our names, our numbers and so forth will always have a certain predictable known quality to them. That's that's the way it goes. So I am technically I'm you know I'm a Buddhist monk and so so but it's nationality, passport, da 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 all very nice. <laughs> but it's nothing. It's better than many other things, but it's nothing really. Uh, you, you know, you're looking into the world of structures and forms, and you always have this certain kind of continuity to it, certain uh, slightly fake uh, structure. It's just there as a holding pattern. Like having your name, your address, your email number, of course, that's just that. It's not really what you are, as it were. And then within that, you, the what has to fun, most fundamentally be changed and open is not so much your the place you live, but who you are, who you sense yourself as being. And that's the place that can open profoundly. The rest of it's always going to be, you know, five of these, six of those. I live here. I do that. That's that's the way it goes for everyone, including, of course, you know, even Buddhist monks who have monasteries and positions and so forth. But keeping the it's the self, the experience of self that has to open and become emptied of acquisition, emptied of territory, emptied of push, goals, achievements, keeping it open. And this is possible. And that's why it's possible to practice this as a lay person, just as a monk, because that's just the shell. Uh, It's not easy for anyone. And certainly, it's even, I think it's more difficult in many respects as a lay person because you know there's so much more pressure to, to firm up and uh, firm up yourself. But then you start looking, and who's that? Uh, projects. Possibilities, futures, uh, what's that? Something that's constantly being 
generated now, isn't it? So if you look at it very closely, it's not that you have to break anything down, it's just that things actually are not solid. They're being continually reiterated and regenerated and referred to, so because our attention keeps going back to them, that gives them a certain, you know, restated quality. What happens if you don't go back to them? What happens if you just let them pass? even for five days. Stop being yourself for five days. That's what retreats are about, they're like pilgrimages. You just go in and you have a basic thing, morality, virtue, uh, simplicity, and the rest of it you just keep putting aside. And indeed, experiencing disorientation I imagine, I hope (laughs) and some discomfort Uh, and that's that's definitely part of it Uh, finding the places where eventually you can ease up the holding on It's easier to let it go than to keep hanging on to it, and that's that's the that's the point. You know, we don't really let go until it's easier to let go than to hold on. <laughs> We're uh, holding on to. Uh, uh, what you think you should be, or what you want to be, I want to be this, that, or the other, I want to get good meditation, I want to, you know, feel clear or bright, eventually get the the stress of trying to become something, trying to fix something, trying to have something, trying to get it all worked out, becomes more difficult than just, oh, you know, release, let go. And then every time you do that, this um, mysterious quality of faith arises, which is there's a particular place or point that in your experience you'll begin to notice. It's like the space at the end of the breath, which is not breathing in or breathing out. It's like the space or the point when you're watching phenomena, moods and feelings throb through and pulse and there's a place where they just die down. There's a place where the emotions surge and ripple and fade. And they're open. And there's a place where when you're training in skillful qualities, this is the point about skillful qualities such as kindness or breathing in and breathing out or walking slowly or so forth, is they more readily release than unskillful qualities. Unskillful qualities such as you know, anger, aversion, complaining about oneself, negativity, grasping 
continue to require more food they keep pulling they keep agitating they're greedy for more energy to keep them going whereas so like breathing in and out if you stay with it stay with it you get less of it it's like it tends to calm down if you stay with breathing in and out you don't end up breathing faster what happens is you breathe slower and the pauses get longer because it's a skillful quality to cultivate heart of goodwill then the pictures and stories about people in your mind begin to fade out you don't get more of them you don't get um, ambitions or plans or it's a sense of this the skillful qualities more easily fade into a still open I don't know what you call it brightness it's not dazzling bright it's a quiet brightness what's that that is something very special it's not a place of um, where you feel oh this is you know the great way forward it's not a place of what we call call false false conviction false conviction is when you get an idea and you think this is really it this is really it I've got this great idea oh I think, we, you know, certainly I've had a few of those. Uh, I generally have periods of time in meditation when I get the great ideas phase. I have to bear with the great ideas bit until eventually the great ideas just start to sound more and more stupid. <laughs> but the phase when my mind just starts coming up with great ideas. Oh, I could do this, I could do that. Listening to it, excited, convinced. You know, need, need this, going to do that, so that, right, listening to the problem of it, staying with it. Mm-hmm. Just restless agitation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's demanding energy. It's demanding energy. Saying, feed me. Feed me. Mm-hmm. You don't, that, and this is like a, a subtle demon. Demons always suck energy out of you, telling you as they do so that they're giving you energy. Because you certainly get fired up. You get, you know, get quite excited. Oh, I've got a lot of energy here. Well, that's so. It seems like you're getting a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy going round, but it's actually this quality, this force is is pulling energy out of you. And people can certainly. Uh, uh, be driven by these qualities, calling them demons, just to make it more allegorical. Of course, they're not horns and tails, or, but they are uh, common qualities that capture the human mind. Political conviction, um, missionary zeal. Generally, it, as, as it catches hold, it makes people arrogant, conceited, and forceful. Because everything has to fit into the great idea. And human history is full of those. So, um, 
you know, the, the renewal is not like that. It's something that comes from a quieter place, a softer place, an open place. So you have to mm, pass through some of these territories, territory of conviction, its glory and its fascination. Territory of impotence, can't do this, can't do this, nothing's going to work for me. This is another piece of territory to move through. Comparing ourselves with others, I'm not as good as she is, I could never make it the way he's done it. This is another piece of territory to move through. Those are places where you know, we, are, we are kind of creating ourselves as either winners or losers or better than this or not as good as that or where am I in this place and you move through those territories until there's an ending of that and there's no self, no comparison it's just open no, it's then to do that this is the experience of faith it's an ongoing opening and emptying But around that uh, quality, you do recognize uh, the the things we can follow that most readily and easily take us to that place of openness where we feel settled, comfortable, empty, open, but there's a brightness to it, are skillful qualities. The ones that create least agitation take less out of us soothing, brightening and therefore you begin to think well, at least I can trust then not themselves an end but they're reliable means to an end and they're for my welfare and for the welfare of others this does no harm this is for the good of others the Buddha, like in his own meditations and reflections, he reviewed his various thoughts and impressions and notions and ideas. And it's noticed, obviously, thoughts associated with negativity or of uh, greed and gratification, or violence and hostility. So these, they've got a pull to them, all right? convincing but they don't lead to my welfare the wealth of others and they don't lead to this third place which he called Nibbana the unbinding the unknowing the unformed the open and you notice well these particular thoughts and impressions and notions and motivations followed such as the motivation towards goodwill towards non-greed, towards simplicity, towards letting go, towards sharing everything that does not accumulate but actually releases, um, you know, whatever, our belongings or our 
skills, we just give them. It's not about grabbing anything, pulling it in. We learn to enjoy quality releasing. So this quality, this does lead to Nibbana, to the empty. So following that, so then following this, following this line, then my mind steadied, and this is became steadied and samadhied. So the mind energy consolidated. It wasn't concentrated on a particular thing; it was gathered into its own nature, its own vitality, its own vibrancy, its own simplicity, its non-distractedness, this gathered in, and then taking this insight and then deepening it through all the various experiences of body and mind that arise that we tend to get reactive about, cling to, fight with get phased by, struggle with, uh, get dazzled by, uh, just taking this seed, uh, what happens, do these lead this way or not, no it doesn't, it just makes, you know, so it helps to create this open place in the middle of thoughts, where thoughts can be heard and listened to and dissolve. Not just thoughts, but psychologies. The becoming psychology, I will arrive at a particular place of uh, uh, a physical situation, psychological situation, where I will be me, and everything will be finished. That would be great. No, this doesn't happen. Um, that Because well, whatever's been created, adhered to, picked up, followed, is of the nature to pass. It just cannot be any other way. But there is, in the passing, there is an openness, a steadiness that you can you can attend to. And this, then both the quality or the openness of the Nibbana and having faith in the various ways in which we live to allow our lives to continually follow that route of arising and passing. So it's rather like um, writing in water. You write, and as you write, the writing dissolves after your fingers moved on. But you can still, seeing as we live this life with our bodies and thoughts and skills and needs and on this level, you have to do your writing but then writing realises never end, an end to the sentence uh, it's only you, allow, you don't get to the full stop you just allow the words to dissolve as you've finished as you move through it living without leaving a trace
when we look at the life of the Buddha as it just as an example of someone who had realized Nibbana you might imagine from this description that his life was one of quietude not doing anything actually it was a life of extreme vigor spent uh, 45 years after his liberation in teaching people, teaching people of any, any kind who came along. Uh, and said he did this pretty much all day and often into the night as well. It's constantly. So certainly no, in it, no lack of energy there. In fact, that's part of it. Where, there's, where there is faith, where there's no clinging, there's so much less to be uh, hanging on to that energy is released. There's more energy because there's less accumulations to have to keep sorting out, less fear and apprehension, less is it this, is it that. The mind is clear and open, therefore the energies move through it much more uh, free from hindrance. As we know, the hindrances are the, one of the main themes of Buddhist practice, hindrance of ill will, resistance, which can be obviously quite gross, but also it's just this sense of the handbrake is on. You know, this Ill, not certain, resisting, don't like, complaining, shouldn't be this way. When there's no resistance, energy can move through. There's no ill will, energy can move through. One of the things you can get ill will around, you know, car breaks down, you get out and kick it. <laughs> the traffic jam, blow off some rage at somebody else, stop honking the horn. Well, you know, how much energy do, do we, do people use in just expressing ill will when they meet resistance? Is Food is cold, get angry. Go looking for the right one. Don't like this, want that. Uh, greed. Fascination with sense desires, sense objects. So we don't want this one, we want that one. But that one could be better. If I waited longer, I'd get that one. And that one looks nicer. You start doing this with clothes, then you end up doing it with people. When the aim is just well, it's this. <laughs> it's not supposed to be that which makes you feel happy or unhappy. It's just, just that, just that which keeps you warm, keeps you tidy. It's not about making you happy or, or unhappy. It's not supposed to be a penitence, but it's just that. It's just nothing more than that. It's empty. So our belongings become empty of these signs of aversion, fascination, greed, want this, don't want that. There's a whole lot of weight comes off the mind when we do that. A whole lot of energy is freed up when we're not looking around and adjusting things in that way. 
meditation also itself helps to clear out the residues of um, lethargy, staleness, stale energy. Called Tina Mida or sloth torpor, which is an extraordinary phrase because I suppose it was sloths and tapirs, like you know, sloths are creatures that live in the trees, and tapirs are things that walk along the ground. You, <laughs> it's one of those archaic pieces of language they use in, I think, the 1920s. They translated this term Tina Mida as it stuck because that's also what happens with. You know, in, in, in certainly in Buddhist language, you're using these people get used to a particular phrase and keep using it, even though the word doesn't really mean anything anymore. Mm. But this Tina Mida means a certain stagnant, lethargic apathy. It's not just physical fatigue, it's also mental, can't be, oh, bother. The dulling, because in the dulling, there's no, you know, it's a sort of way of numbing out. And this also has an effect on the energetic system in the body and vice versa. So then potential energy is cooped up, it's not circulating. Two sources of, of um, improving energy are physical which is the ability of just holding the body upright, using the spine. It's essentially not so much about getting active, but getting open, getting the body to open, structure the body to open up, the spine to be long, the shoulders to be wide. So if you're almost extending your flesh over over a skeletal frame, the width of it and the verticality of it. Keep extending it. It feels open. And a certain energy, brightness comes into the body when we do that. This itself is something that um, is to be cultivated because uh, otherwise we go into meditation too much with the idea this is about calming down and calming, you don't calm down, you calm up. Because calming down is the recipe for stagnation, staleness, sleepiness. We don't want, to be, we want things to quiet down so we calm down. Calming doesn't happen, is not the priority. Priority, initial priority is to brighten up, to extend, to open. And this creates a place where energies can recirculate, settle, discharge, and then there is a calming as a result of that. Mental calm, the other form of energy is mental energy which is generated or cultivated through Vitaka Vichara or is pointing the mind and evaluating what's going on, simplest form of inquiry so the mind just doesn't glide or coast, it's what's this, what's this? Uh-huh. How's that? You're saying engaged receptivity. You touch something, how's that? And the aim eventually is not even to know how the thing is, but how to remain in that open, alert, 
state, receptive. Whatever's being received comes and goes, but the receptivity remains as the proper modality of the awakened mind. With this, then, energy is not congested, not stale, uh, it's not, we're not preoccupied, um, and not restless either, because the extended mind, the open mind, is not going anywhere. It stays, it stays, it stays, it stays, it stays, and phenomena flutter through, moods flutter through, energies flutter through, turbulences move through, but the aim of maintaining that extended open attention is this remains and as you focus more on that and less on the objects and the content of the mind then there is a certain stability that occurs which is not in terms of a thing but in terms of openness in the openness energy can flow through and there's no doubt because the mind is not searching for a particular object to get locked onto an idea, a state, a plan, a strategy these are not sought after so there isn't this scurrying around that causes speculative doubt with these hindrances removed the, the mind is bright and steady the energy is, is clear free-flowing. Said of the Buddha, the Buddha is someone who dwells with unrestricted heart, unrestricted awareness. So it's free from these restrictions. So there's, there's energy. And if that's the case, if there's that faith, open, confidence in the skillful and confidence in the process of things ceasing into this open state the energy will come through and we'll have a, a steady stream of energy I've seen this encased in all practitioners who cultivate Ajahn Chah just kept going from you know maybe two or three hours sleep a night maybe rest of the time engaging you know talking arms round meeting people questions and answers checking things out giving talks Because the mind isn't hanging on. This is where we lose it, lose energy, vitality, through holding on. Or mental solidity is an accumulation of energy. It's like when you get into places in your body that are tense, it means they seem inert, but it's actually frozen energy. Energy is in your body and it can't move around, so it gets tense. Similarly in the mind, the holding on places which seem solid and, st and stiff and stuck are actually using lots of energy, absorbing it. So when you 
begin to release some of these holding on places, there's a lot more mental energy. It's not energy of thinking, it's just energy of brightness and intelligence, sensitivity. This then is a feature. So faith, energy, um, and of course it becomes, that energy becomes a resource for further release. So when you're looking for renewal, let's keep checking out this process. Do you align yourself to, to, to skillful actions? Do you study, do you acknowledge what uh, uh, skillful actions are about? Do you at least acknowledge what are the unskillful ones, the dead ends, the going round in circles, the stuck places, the chasing rainbows, the, the dreams, the fantasies, the grudges and confusions, the turbulences and passions. This, no, what about the opposite? You know, check it out, the opposite. And, oh yeah, hey, that. And then these are both um, good, they're not, perhaps not so dazzling, but they're good, and they also easily subside into open stillness. Oh. And you've found something, you learn something. So a lot of hardware can be dissolved. Internal hardware, that is. Mm. And then renewal will come in. And it will have faith in it. And energy. And there will be mindfulness. The ability to uh, frame up, notice, stay steady in a dispassionate way. In meditation, these will lead on to the experience of samadhi, which is uh, the mind is consolidated, it's all gathered together, its energies are not frayed and distracted. And this is uh, another enormously helpful sign and process if your mind is, is not uh, finding consolidation, then you've got to keep checking out. You know, What's, what's it getting stuck on? And probably restlessness, uh, uncertainty, um, you know, things of this nature. So it's always a, it's always a good reminder that the mind, if it's happy, will tend towards consolidating, simplifying. And this means, of course, your life, you're not burning up so much. Because the mind is happy, you don't need so much. Life gets simpler. Uh, requisites get simpler. Mm. One's emotional dependencies get less because we're getting this uh, heartful consolidation. Uh, and naturally, this uh, these are all sources of discernment and understanding. These then. These five qualities, faith, energy, mindfulness, consolidation or samadhi and discernment are uh, leaders of awakening. They're also said to be the factors that merge and 
come together in this experience of the deathless or Nibbana. So we have some time on this retreat, this particular conventional practice time to uh, check things out in the intimacy and the directness of our own hearts and bodies. What is the content? What is the frame? How are you handling it? What are the skillful qualities that can be uh, brought up? And your faith is tested by constant pieces of difficult territory that mean rather like uh, any other exercise in order to strengthen it you have to have challenges so your faith gets stronger because here's where you meet things such as uh, doubt, uh, self-view, I'm not, I'm not this, I should be that, I'm never this, I can't do that. Uh, uncertainty, Dis- disorientation, I don't feel like me anymore, I need my things I normally do. So we meet these, these are territories, and every one of them, the opportunity to either, either follow it, and basically just replay the old self story, or you pause, breathe out, rest, wait, open, and that, that, then you'll pass through that territory. The way of passing through is always this process of pausing, opening, receiving, non-resistance, and you slip through these difficult passages. So I'll pause there for today.